Making your triumphant return here. Yeah. Welcome to the CF Exchange Zone. I'm distance coach Nick Gruber, joined by head coach Jason Hotel. Welcome hey. back to the CF Exchange Zone. We've had a little bit of a hiatus here, so we have a lot to lot to dive into. We're gonna get right into it. We're how far back are we backtracking to? Ithaca relays. Ithaca relays. Yep. Okay. A lot of exciting stuff has happened since then. We'll start with Ithaca relays. Do you want to? I think the most here? important thing is your wonderful, amazing school record that was broken. So why don't you talk about the DMR right off the bat? Okay, so DMR, I think, like, I think back to the last podcast, I think we highlighted the DMR is a potential school record to go down at Ithaca Relays. We talked about some of the obstacles. Um, the biggest obstacle actually was the lack of competition in that race. Yep. Um, we ended up breaking the school record. We'll talk about it a little bit more in depth here. In a moment, but after the race and we broke the school record, Quinn asked me, did you think we were going to break the school record for the race? And I said, no, I didn't. I didn't tell the kids that for the race, obviously, but I said, no, I didn't, but not because of anything regarding our ability, but because when I saw the seeds, when we got the seeds Friday morning, it, we knew we were going to win this race by a lap and a half. So It's impossible to run fast like impossible that. Impossible to run fast. And that's like we talked about. That's a really tough record. So when we saw the seeds, I was a little bummed out. Thought it would be very tough to go after that record. But we went after it and broke it comfortably. Broke it by 12 seconds. We ran 13.09. I believe the old record was 13.21, yep. I believe. Yep. So really impressive. And we always say that relay running, it's a momentum thing. And Quinn got us off to an unbelievably good start. And it's crazy how that snowballs. It, it really does. There's a lot of times when us and other schools will run, a, so the leadoff leg will run great, and then the whole really runs great, or the leadoff leg struggles a little bit, and then it is hard for the rest of the people to kind of get on track. So Quinn ran the 12, ran unbelievably good 1,200, which is, in my opinion, probably the hardest event for a distance runner to run well in because you don't do it very often. A, you don't do it very often, and B, it's a really weird distance. You don't. You have to run it more like an 800, but it's obviously another lap than an 800, and it's really easy to fall into like a 1500 pace. But Quinn's she went a out. perfect 1200 runner, though. She really she, is. Well, she I've said on this, I've said on the podcast before this that Quinn is pretty much your ideal 1200 yep. runner, and yep. we are built pretty much perfectly for the DMR. I mean, we're gonna. Oh, yeah, sure, record. we'll talk about the four by eight a little bit down the road here, but. The DMR, we are built perfectly for the DMR. We are, a, I believe, a half second off the fastest time in the state for small schools right now. Unfortunately, they don't run the DMR at the state meet. If they did, there wouldn't even be a yes. conversation on what we are focusing on going forward. But unfortunately, it's more of an exhibition-style event. But we truly are built perfectly for the, uh, for the DMR. Piper is your ideal miler. Quinn's your ideal 1,200 runner. Uh, Grace is your ideal 800 runner. And Audra's your ideal 400 runner. So yep. we really, truly are. And... We went Quinn to Audrey, who ran a great four, to Grace, who ran a great eight, to Piper, who the, also running the DMR mile super hard out by yourself, and Piper ran a fantastic. And the mile. Mile. It's, you 15. Know, it's not a 15, yeah. it's a mile. That's weird. That's really right. weird. So that was really good. Can't say enough positive things about that. They were super... They were super excited to break the record, and they were really they, excited. Was, they have a little cool. bit of a. They have a little bit of this, and I think maybe this carries over from cross country a little bit. They have a little bit of a 
lower key demeanor before the race. And it's like, if you think back to some of the other, I don't know if I want to necessarily, okay, we've had some kids on the opposite end of the spectrum that get a little quite antsy before the race. I don't know if we want to name them. I don't name names, but yeah, there's <laughs> definitely people that uh, if are a we think nervous, back to a little puking previous maybe years, before and after. Yeah, if we think back to previous, I, I was thinking way further back than that. I was thinking back to the 2011, 2012. Okay. Um, range, but or twenty actually longer twenty two thousand nine specifically. But I was thinking that they have a demeanor that is far different than um, previous years. Where hey, both are good, both are bad. But their demeanor is very laid back before races. To the point where it's like, man, are we too relaxed? See, I know I, I felt that I way. I think their demeanor might look that way, but I think deep down, I think they feel it. I think that that's oh, the way. Of course to, they do. But I think but that's, that's the way not to cope. that's not the, defi- that's the definition of demeanor, though. I think that demeanor is how you're. Okay, that's fair. I don't need Doc G to tag into the podcast <laughs> to get a definition. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. demeanor, I think, is your outward like actions. Like they're very loose, which is great, but almost too loose to the point where it's like man, how badly do we want to do this? And they get on the track and it's like, well, yeah. clearly, very badly. Yeah, especially then after... Running by themselves. And then especially after seeing how excited they were afterwards. So they that was so really, excited. It was really, yeah, really good. Yeah, that was awesome. So DMR, big success up at Ithaca Relays as a team and also individually because we had some people run really well. Um, Piper ran really well in that 1600 leg. So that was a really nice confidence booster there. Other Ithaca Relays stuff. Yeah, uh, we got, we'll go to the guys first. Um, Dubs and Ethan Vaslik were able to finish third in both the triple jump and the high jump, which is pretty amazing, pretty cool. You want to talk about how Ithaca Relays is scored for the field events? Yeah, sure. Ithaca Relays combines your best jumps with you and a partner. So with Dubs and Ethan for the high jump, if they both jump 5'4", then they have a total of 10 feet, 8 inches, and you compete against other schools the same way. If it's the triple jump and they're both jumping 40 feet, then they jump a total of 80 feet. It's the same thing with the discs, same thing with the shot. So they combine the total distances or total heights uh, for each field event, and that's how uh, they're able to determine which schools win. And like I said, Dubs and Ethan both finished third in the triple jump and in the high jump. Um, our 4 by 2 team of the boys was uh, Ethan, John, um, Heaney, and Carmine, and they finished third in the 4 by 2 They looked really good. And Nahim... Although the, the discus team didn't place, he finished second overall in the discus at the meet, which mm-hmm. um, you know, he, did, he looked really good. And then uh, Dubs was able to actually win the triple jump in the meet. Unfortunately, you don't get any credit at Ithaca Relays as an individual if you win. It's, a, it's all about, but he had the furthest triple jump that day. And actually, for, to switch to the girls really quick, so did Gianna Lawrence had the furthest triple jump that day. And what makes that kind of interesting is that Dubs and Gianna then had the furthest triple jump at the Ithaca Relays, and the previous meet at Vestal Golden Bears, they also had the mm-hmm. furthest triple jump. So basically, they won two invites in a row. Uh, each of them, guy and girl, won the triple jump. That's never happened in Forks' history, where a guy and a girl won two consecutive invites in the same event. So that's pretty cool. Um, the girls also go on. Uh, uh, Aubrey Bow threw her PR, 30 feet, 1 inch, I believe, mm-hmm. and her and Lauren Paskey were able to win the shot put, which is awesome, unbelievable. They got T-shirts. Uh, that day, Lauren Paskia also finished second overall in the disc. She threw her PR on the disc. Yeah, really good day for Lauren Very Paskey. good day, because Gianna Lawrence and Lauren Paskey finished third overall in the triple. Yeah, yeah. So, so Lauren Paskey won the shot put with Aubrey. She finished second overall in the disc, and she finished third with uh, Gianna in the triple jump. Um, Mari and Gianna finished second in the high jump. Um, and then our 4 by one team of, let's see, Elena, Kara, 
Mari and Gianna finished third. So, I mean, overall, I think really it was fun. The weather was good. Um, the t-shirts are amazing that they give out. And it was just, a, it, was, it was a really great day. It really was for Forks Track with the highlight, obviously, the DMR. I, we should go to, I, in my opinion, we should go to every relay meet that we can. Kids like relays. Uh, it's, the relay meets are fun. And you get outside of the box a little bit. It's like, because there's weird things. And you have to link up. It's just, it's not, it's not a situation where it's, hey, we have the 100, 200, 400, 800, whatever, where, hey, we can put kids in or we don't have to put kids in. Here, you're kind of forced to do some things you wouldn't normally do. And I think that's fun, especially early in the season where you're just trying to keep things fresh and stuff. So I, I thought we did very well, and I think that was a really nice meet. You know, we were, we were actually on the fence about going to that meet, but I think that's something that we'll probably probably keep going to in the future for sure. So you, do you want to move on to Parker's? Parker's was a, that was a weekend where it was leading up to the stack meet. We didn't really – we played that weekend very cautiously knowing that – our next big meet wasn't a week later. It was actually four days later or whatever. So we, our lineup was much smaller than it was, than it would normally be. So we didn't have a ton, but do you want to touch on that? You want me to start or what do you want to? Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind and you can jump in was Ethan Vaslick. Just, mm. he jumped so well. He jumped 5'8", but he looked tremendous uh, at Parker's. He just looked really good in the high jump. Uh, and for a freshman, again, we talk about Ethan a lot, but for a freshman to jump that mark is is extraordinary. I mean, it's what's top, what is it, top six, I think, in the section. I think it's top five even in the section. Um, it's, I mean, it's got to be up there. Yeah. I, I don't know that off the top of my head. And it then is... um, Dubs jumped really, really well, and the triple jump that day as well. It was just, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a fun meet. Ethan uh, Austin, has been, he's had his goal all year long. He told me he's a freshman, and he told me at the beginning of the year that his goal is to break 12 seconds, and I, I literally said, oh, okay, <laughs> to him at the beginning of the year because he's a freshman, and we've never had a freshman do that before and since I've been coaching for 17 years. Uh, freshman's not broke 12, and uh, he came within .06 seconds of actually accomplishing that goal, and he finished. He made the finals at Parkhurst, which is a great achievement for a mm-hmm. freshman, obviously, in the 100, and you know he's looking forward to the class meet on Wednesday to try to you know, accomplish his goal, which I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't have given much of a chance at all at the beginning of the year, but he came through. Little Shingle Forks track history for you, Motel. I know the, it. I know the answer. Oh, what you're going to say. I don't know, I don't know what you're going to say, oh, but I know the answer. Well, I, I, this is going to, I don't have a way to, you're going to know, you're going to know it when I say it, but right. like, I'll say this is where Mike Hake broke the 100 record, mm-hmm. class me at Oneana. 2005. Wow. So, where we class me, Oneana, Wednesday, 2022. I don't think Mike Hague was a freshman, but that's fine. <laughs> no, but he, well, I don't think, he also ran 11-3 or whatever. Yes, yes. But point being, it's been a, it's been a fast track for us. Good. Yeah, they ran well. Two that popped out to me, and again, a weekend where we weren't really trying to do anything too crazy. It was a tough weekend for distance running. It was very hot, and the week was very hot. I was happy the week was hot because... You have to have an adjustment period to this hot weather before we hop into the class meet and state quals, which are almost always hot. But that was our first hot meet, and it definitely showed, it definitely impacted the times across the board, not just for us. But two times that stuck out to me were Shaley Meyer in the 400. Oh my gosh, yeah. That was a big PR, Huge right? Huge PR, yeah. And then Grace ran two PRs this weekend where... We took her and Piper up to Corning Friday night. Grace ran the four, ran a PR Friday night in Corning in the 400, then came back at Parker Saturday and ran a big PR in the eight. So that was a really good weekend. Um, that was a really good weekend for Grace, obviously, running two PRs on back-to-back days. So those were the big ones that stuck out to me. Again, it was a meet where we weren't trying to do 
anything too crazy. Anything else to add? Voice 4x1 had another uh, good day. Did they place? I think they... They were... They I can't placed. Remember. I don't know where they... They were definitely in the top six. Because we made finals. Six. They were sixth. The, yeah. Made finals and were sixth. So that was... And then we good. finished fourth overall. I think Dubs... What did Dubs jump? Jump broke 40 again? Yep. Broke it. Did his PR. Well, at that point, it was yeah. his PR. He's, yeah. he's broken oh, it that, since then. That was his first time over 40? Nope. His first time over 40 was... The week before. The week before the vessel. Well, yeah. what's nice about that is... We say that, and this is gonna. Well, this is and this is gonna tie into something with Shaley in a second here. But when you run a PR or jump a PR or whatever it is, you can't fluke your way into doing something well yep. in track. If somebody go, Grace goes out and runs a two thirty one, so five second PR. She's a two thirty one runner now. Doesn't mean she's gonna run two thirty one every time, but we know she has that ability. Versus if somebody goes out and has a bad race, well, yep. you can have bad races. You can't luck your way into a good race. But sometimes you can do it a couple of times to believe that you can do mm-hmm. it. So when somebody has a big PR like Dubs had in the triple jump, it's really nice when they go out and replicate it. And then like that's almost the yep. new... That's your new standard. That's absolutely. your new standard. Yep. Um, and the reason that I thought of Shaley is because at the stack meet, yep. she ran very close to the time. 107, from, 107, yep. Or 108. 108, yeah, yeah 107, 108. Yeah. But, but she hadn't been under 110 until then. Correct. So that's kind so of the a new huge, standard. So I thought that was, I thought that was really... And bam. That was really good. So we'll, um, we'll, one more thing, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Dubs, the last time he ever did a long jump in his career, it's going to be, and he finished sixth. So that's a nice way to end your career for the long jump, long sure. triple. And uh, I just looked just to make sure. Ethan finished third in the high jump, Ethan Vazlik. That's wow. third at the at Parkhurst for a freshman. That's that's insane at the high jump. What is Dubs for this long jump? For this of his, career? his career? It wasn't, he didn't beat you. Okay. His, well, go, his goal was to I beat you. I know that's his, what I was asking. His goal was to beat you, and he never did beat you. Never oh. did. Never did. Bummer. Yeah. Didn't beat me either. That's fair. Um, Bummer. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll head into the stack meet, and do you want to talk a little bit about our championship meets here at the end? Yeah. Stack meet versus class meet versus state quals, and kind of yeah. how you can approach them different ways and things like all that. All right, so the stack meet, traditionally, obviously, you're going against schools that are huge. Corning, Elmira, Ithaca. I mean, you're going to all the 17 schools that are in stack. So, it's a... Where for, do we rank enrollment-wise? Uh, we're definitely on the bottom. I mean, yeah. Seton's lower than us. Yeah. And is there anyone Private else? School, though. Yeah, is there anyone else? We lower? are the lowest. We're the lowest, school. right? Yeah. So for us to to be competitive at the stack meet in terms of a team or even in terms of individuals is extremely mm-hmm. difficult. I mean, we've only had ten girls win a stack championship in an individual event. We've only had eight boys win a stack championship in an individual event. That's it in the history of Shenango Forks. Now, some of those have won multiple times, but those are the that's eighteen total people have won a stack meet. And to put that in perspective, it can be easier to win a state not all the time, but in some scenarios, in yep. our sport and other sports too, it can be easier to win a state championship than a stack championship sometimes. Yep, I think our girls soccer the team, the girls soccer team, the year one of the years they won the state championship, or maybe <coughs> both years, they either lost to or drew Vestal in the stack championship, I believe, in soccer. So you're not meant to really be able to compete with schools that much bigger with you. So when you go to the stack meet, it's a really big deal to, if you can do well. Which is another reason, which I'm going to get to the highlight, the simple fact is, is that it's almost impossible for a school our size to ever win a relay at the stack meet for that very reason. One, we don't have the same numbers that the other schools do. And two, we're competing against schools that have <laughs> unbelievable times, like the Cornings, the Ithacas, yeah. the Elmira's. It's just almost, it's virtually impossible to win a relay or to win the stack meet it's it's crazy possible impossible however <laughs> our girls overall well i say our it, there's different approaches in the sense because of that it's unique because you have to decide are we trying to score as many points as possible 
And to a listener right now who might not be super well versed in track, your response to that would be like, of course, right. why the heck but, would you not be score as many points as possible? The reason you might be in a situation where you're not trying to score as many points as possible is because you're trying to, A, it really beats up the kids. You need a lot of kids to go out and do four events, which is really difficult in a track meet. That's reason number one. Reason number two is you take away the opportunity to do some things very well individually. Say you have a girl or a boy that can win the 800. Well, if that's the case, you can't really have them do anything before the 800, mm-hmm. and then they're not going to score on any points in anything other than And reason number that. three, reason number three, if you win stack, you don't, you don't go on. You don't go There's on. No, this doesn't well, advance you in any way. We were, Coach Shane and I were talking off air, a couple of weeks ago about, or maybe it was after Parker's, I don't remember, about would it be if you had your pick between winning a team championship at the stack meet or the class meet, which sectional meet, what would be better? And basically the quick 20-second summary of our discussion, we were in agreement, was in theory the stack meet would be better for all the reasons that you just laid out because you're not... Shangle Forks should never have a shot to win the stack meet. But, and then you and I had a similar conversation after Shane and I talked, but to, I think, the kids and probably parents and people who aren't as well-versed in track, winning a sectional championship is a lot more prestigious than winning a stack championship to them. So it was like, if we had to pick, I think we would probably pick going after um, the class meet. Now, what was great about this meet for us last night, today's Thursday we're recording, is we decided to forego team points. We said, mm-hmm. we thought we had a fairly good shot to get second if we really went yes. after it. Yes, because Second to Corning. Second to Corning. Corning is unbelievably good, and we feel that in the whole section, regardless of all teams, there's a pretty good shot that we're second. Us or Elmire and Notre Dame are probably second. In the whole section. So that is, I mean, saying in front of Vestal, Ithaca, all those teams. We decided that it wasn't worth it for us to try to go out and get second. We thought that we could highlight some other things. We thought yep. we would give the girls four by a chance to win and put a time down and maybe run close to 10 flat. We thought it would be nice to have Piper run a 400. We thought it would be nice to have Gianna Lawrence not have to worry about doing a fourth event and just do three events. And Ben, that list goes on and on, yeah, on yeah. especially... Yeah. Kids like Quinn and, and, we, and wanted, we didn't run a girls four by one. We there's wanted, a million, to, we wanted a, to see other people do other things as well. Yes. It wasn't, you know, there's a lot. There's, yeah. That's a drastically different lineup if we were chasing yeah. team points. So for start for the starters, we'll get into this in more depth. But that decision, I would say, really paid off for us because we had some kids do some really special things, uh, both individually, relay-wise, last night. So our decision to not go after team points, I thought – paid off Absolutely. and we didn't worry about where we were team point wise that being and said then, that being said <laughs> without trying to we kind of backed our way in to our finish which we ended up finishing second which is amazing so we finished second second of all the stack schools on the girls side without even trying to go out and highest score as many placement as in the history of Shenango now with that piece. said if we we're trying to score as many points as possible we would still not have had a shot at corning no they're just so deep all over the place but I'll tell you what, when you go through, we don't, we wouldn't have a shot to beat them, but it wouldn't necessarily be a blowout. But we thought that, um, you know, we thought that it wouldn't really benefit us much to, hey, like we can get second and be 
20 points behind them instead of getting second being 35 points Correct. behind them. So uh, that being said, that was a little bit of our thought process going to stack meet. And I would say that that paid dividends for us. Absolutely. We kind of were able to close Perfectly worked out. Stone. It really yep. did yep. work out well. So we'll dive into individual stuff from stack meet. Where do you want to, where do you want to start? Um, I like to start with Gianna. Sure. Gianna Lawrence uh, in the 100 hurdles, she ran her personal PR. She broke her own school record of 16.56, and she became the stack champion in the 100 hurdles. Uh, it was her first stack championship. Remember, we didn't have stacks last year. Or the year know, before. Or the year before. So for also, this counts towards your individual points on the season. Mm-hmm. And so for someone like Gianna, who amazingly broke the points record without two Here, stack meets. Here's, I would, well, go, 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 ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I would say the funny thing about Gianna is, and, and Piper too, they both, they're, they're going to go down is two of the best, if not probably the two best track athletes we've ever had on the girls' side at Shenango Forks. Mm-hmm. And um, point-wise, Gianna Lawrence is oh, she has a points record, mm-hmm. and we I, I didn't you know I didn't even update her point. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Well, she is going to have not only have the points record, but probably have a number that is just about untouchable. Yep. When it would be higher if we had had it would have real been season. Way higher, too. It would have been way higher. I don't know about way higher. With the stack because, right. Yeah. But instead, basically, in the two years we didn't have real track, that would have accounted for eight or nine total dual meets and two stack meets. Instead of those meets, she got seven or eight dual meets, no stack meets. Right. So, and, and think about what she just scored, the stack meets. Yeah. She just scored, well, we can do it. Oh, yeah, she yeah. won two events, that's 20 points, and then... 22. We got eight points in the four by four divided by four. So she I'm not saying she necessarily scores 22 points. I think she would have each of those years. A lot but, of points. Yeah. Uh, so and then same thing with Piper. Piper, I don't know where Piper is in points, but she would be. She's somebody who really suffered because she lost those two stack meets and lost quite a few dual meets last year because she was quarantined for some of those double duels. Yep. I mean, I think she probably only. I think she probably lost like five or six dual meets, and then. But at the same time, <laughs> same time. The team, and I want to, I want to stick mostly to the results from the meets in this podcast because we have a lot to get through. But the team being, everything plays off each other. The team being good allows us to focus on more individual things from time to time. The team being good allowed us to rest some kids at dual meets because we were still good enough to win the dual meets without them. Piper rested. Uh, we were able to rest Piper for a dual meet. We were able to rest Audra Ackerson for a dual meet. Um, so. Stuff like that, when we get to the end of the year and they're running fast times, that, that, is, that is connected. You know, it's Absolutely. definitely, definitely connected. So when you see something like the girls' four-by-eight team go out and win the stack championship, that's awesome. And that is definitely a component to where the team itself being so good allows us to individualize the training a little bit more like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of the key components. Hang on, I'm going to keep going with Gianna. Okay. Um, and then Gianna's second event of the day, individual event, was a triple jump. And she's been working like crazy. Her goal, her as far as I have known her in the triple jump, her goal is to break the school record. Uh, first step on that is to break in 36 feet. She's been close. She's been 35.9. She's been 35.10. But she's never gotten to that 36 uh, feet mark. But she did. <laughs> she got 36 feet, 7.25 inches. That's extraordinary. That broke a 31-year-old school record from Amy Samsel. Um, 
she was ecstatic and she should be. That's amazing. So I don't know if you can have much of a well, better day. That's than one of the older school 31 records. 31 year old than the girl. Well, I'm trying to think of how many records have we had recently come down that were older than that. James Allen's Mile record. That's about, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, that's an old, old record yeah. to come down. And so she took that down. And think about the day that she had. She broke two school records and won two stack championships in individual events. That's. That's one of the better days we've ever had. It maybe not Stephanie Bush level, uh, but pretty darn close, and maybe even better if you look at were, that with school records. Yes, definitely, definitely. So that was, uh, I think that's a good place to start. Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, she had a remarkably good day, and we didn't even talk about her third event yet. Nope, which we will. We'll talk about that um, at the end. Do you want to go the first stack championship? Or you want to go with pipe? What do you want to go? Sure. We'll th- what, sure we'll kind of go maybe in chronological order okay. of the meet here. Okay. Uh, the first thing that we had on the track was the girls four by eight other than Gianna's semis but the finals were after that and we decided that we were going to kind of take a swing at the four by eight because we don't know how things are going to go next week which we'll talk about this might be a two-part episode but we'll talk about the class meet at some point here but we didn't we don't know maybe we'll run a four by eight maybe we won't but we knew that this was a chance for us to kind of go out there and run a good time and put a time down that some teams might look at and be like whoa and maybe see how close we get to breaking 10 and school record at 951 and we went out and just pretty much destroyed the field. Manuel was second it, it at 10.35. It was insane. We annihilated So we them. won by about 200 meters and we went out and ran really well. So that was... With nobody to run with. With nobody to run with. And these girls keep getting in situations <laughs> that they... It, it's... I, I don't know what you call this, but it's like a it's, a... it's a good thing and it's a bad thing where they're so good, which is awesome... But they're so, and Piper has individually ran into this problem quite a bit over the last few years, and now we're running into it as a team. The team is so good that it's not always easy to find people to run with. I mean, right now the only teams in the section that could give us a ra- give us a race in something like the DMR or the four by is Corning Wood. I think Corning's a little bit better than us in the four by, but we'll probably find that out in two weeks. And SV is kind of right on the door in the four by eight. They have not run as fast as we. We have, but I would say we're probably in the five to ten second range faster than them. Other than that, there's nobody out there. So unless you happen to link up really well, you're not going to have somebody to run with. So it's a blessing and a curse, I suppose, is what I was looking for. But that was really that was really great that they were able to win our first relay that we've ever won at a stack meet. First in the history, guys or girls, yes. that we have won. And we talked about it at the beginning. It's almost impossible for us to win. Yes, and then Piper came back and won the Open Four, which was her only her second time running it this year. So that was awesome. That was really exciting to have her win the Open Four. Mm-hmm. So, and then we'll talk about her and Gianna in the 44 at the end. We'll save that for right now, though. Other thing that I thought was impressive, and you're a little bit more, you're a little bit more up on the like long term Shango Forks track and field history than I am. But Elena Gumble made the finals in the hundred and two hundred. I am trying to think back to people we've had make the finals in one of those events. Mike Haig, 100% made the finals in the 100. I would Never be if he made it in nope, the two. He was not a very good 200 runner. The only person for, by um, his standards. Melissa, Melissa Mills made Ooh, it. Oh, Melissa Mills Mills would maybe be. Yeah, she, yeah, she's so, the only other person that has done it that I know of. And I don't know if it was stack or class. I can't remember. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, good, that's a good call, though. So probably Melissa Mills, which was, that was 01. And the, only, and the boy, yeah, uh, two, yeah two, and then the only boy that is. I can't think of any boy that uh, uh, Io did it. I, back in the yeah, early 90s. Yeah. 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 That's so that's a, to put in perspective how big that feat, how yeah, crazy that yeah, feat yeah, is, that is, um, that is huge. We'll, we'll go, as long as we're talking about the first half of the meet, boys 4x8, I was really proud of how the boys ran. They placed, they placed 6 in the 4x8. 
Same thing, 17 schools there. We really shouldn't be, we really shouldn't have much of a shot. I, right. We should have a shot to be on the podium, but uh, we shouldn't have a shot to be much better than that. And they went out, they ran really, really well. A couple of those guys, not much 800 experience. So that was, uh, was very, very happy with those boys. It was uh, Brendan, Z, Liam, Connor. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Liam, who that might be, uh, he's not an 800 runner. So that's one of his first 800s. And neither is Connor, really. So that was good. That was really good for those guys. Then we had, what do you want to go to now? I like, well, since you just mentioned Z, I know that's jumping ahead. Yeah, go Z, ahead. Yeah. Z's 400 was astronomical. It really was. It he really was. 55 seconds in the four. That's the fastest time a freshman has ran that I can remember that we've had. Mark Bartlett ran 54 as a freshman. Okay. That I was wasn't, 2006. I wasn't, that was my first year. Yeah. So I wasn't the head coach yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. That's, we'll put it this way. For any of our listeners that have a little bit of a Forks track history, Dan White, Eric Yana, the two uh, best middle distance runners we've ever had here. Jesse had a say about that. But What's that? Jesse might have a say about that. Jesse Ingram. Jesse Ingram? Yeah. Maybe. 400, 800. <laughs> maybe. That'd be but fun. Dan I'd, I'd White, like to see yeah, them. Maybe. I mean, Dan White, definitely. Yeah. Kevin Dan, Withers might have a little yeah, problem with that. Yeah. CJ Melvin might have a little problem well, okay, with that. Two, okay. All right, I'm just saying. Two of the best. All right. All right. As ninth graders, they did not run 55. No, they did not. I believe they not ran 57, 58 at it, the class meet in the 400. I was just were, looking at the other day. They were nowhere near 55. So Z running 55, 55 high in the 400 is a ninth grader. Uh, he is going to – he has a very, very, very bright future ahead Absolutely. of him. Absolutely. Uh, that's a name that people are going to want to remember yep. because we're going to be sitting here either next year or the year after or the year after that, and he's going to be a – Household name within the section, I think. In <laughs> just the, Z, just the, by Z. Yeah. So that was yeah, that was great. <laughs> yep. uh, and um, what was yeah. next? I don't remember. Well, we talk about right in the middle. Of, I'm just thinking, kind of going in order. Um, Connor, after a hiatus, came back and ran five sixteen or something in the mile. I thought that was really. I thought five sixteen. Really it was nice. well. He, I, yeah, I think it was five sixteen. I know his first lap and last lap were five flat pace. So I was very happy about that. His middle. I think he went at twenty two and a twenty three. So that, that yeah, that would be a that'd be a five fifteen ish. So that nice. was a, that was a good run for him. You wanna talk a little about TK in the hurdles? Yeah, TK had his PR in the hurdles in the one ten hurdles. Um he looked he looked really good. I mean, TK has a, a kind of a plotting style, but he looked awesome over the hurdles this meet. And you know, he's really starting to figure it out. You should see him do the drills. If anyone is uh watching TK right before he warms up, watch him do the drills. He's turning into like almost like robotic in nature with it. He's going to definitely hit, and hopefully this class meet is going to be another PR. Who else we got? We have, I'm going to, I'd like to hit the boys four by one. Okay. So boys four by one, everybody was there. We did not make it all the way around the track. No, we did not. We did not. That to me is not always a bad thing. And I said to the guys beforehand, we're going to be aggressive. There's no point and us, we could shorten our steps. Yep. We could make this very safe and get the baton around. We said, let's go after it. And we're going to continue to go after it. And we were really close. It was, our first handoff was, was okay. Second half was very good. And third handoff was, to me, as an other side of the track, it looked like our steps were, this is what it looked like to me. And then I'll <laughs> tell you what their perspective was. To me, it looked like our steps were maybe one too many. And Lucas was just, just barely ahead of Carmine. But Carmine said that their steps were good, and he just missed his hand twice. Hey, hey, those things are going to happen. You know? it's it absolutely, it's the four by one. Absolutely happens. Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I think those guys will. We're going to work on the handoffs, and we're going to see how that all comes together next week. I'm excited for that race going forward. So, hey, that sort of thing, that sort of thing happens. Big thing is for the kids to realize that sort of thing happens and not be 
just you know be discouraged by them. So you're not yeah. going to be happy that something like that no, happens for the not. kids, but to know that hey, that does that happens from you know that's going to happen from time to time. We briefly talked about Shaylee about how she ran. When you do it back to back, yeah. that's the key. That's yeah, the key. that's huge. Do we want to jump in to... Let's talk about the 800s. Can that's, we... that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so I want to talk about the 800s. Go ahead. I want to talk it. about the two sprinters that um, made the jump up. We don't know what's happened at the class. Time the, se- time the season that we bump people up. Yeah, and you gotta, we got to play our best cards in order to win or to be competitive at the class meet. And we're trying to find the best combination of people in order to do that. And sometimes we're asking people to do things that are strange. Uh, Tynier has been jumping up with distance for a couple, almost a yeah, month. What, now. Yeah, what a find! Seriously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, that, he's such a he's such a good kid, and he really does work his tail off. And the fact that he's able to run these times without running, you know, preseason distance is awesome. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna really he's really putting together a great year. And then we asked Carmine and Alyssa Denton to both run an open eight hundred. Carmine has never ran an eight hundred before. Alyssa Denton has ran once the eight hundred earlier in her career, and they both. Did unbelievably well. Carmine, yeah. Carmine. He, I told him, like this is learning from Coach Groove. I told him that that the two hundred after his first four hundred after his first lap is going to be the place where you're going to make or break your race. Yeah. And Carmine proved that because he kind of uh, hit the wall a little bit there, but he was able to recover and he came back super strong in the last two. He ran a really good time for the first time ever running it. And then Alyssa ran phenomenal. What was it, 255 or something like that? She ran phenomenal I had 256. The, the FAT actually had 258. I was a little surprised by that. But, That's uh, weird. Either you remember way, that off. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, trust was, you before them. But, yeah, that, but the, either way, under three minutes, was very happy. Oh, she did, uh, very she happy did great. And step up and do that is a huge, big thing for us. And Alyssa, like last year, she was jack of all trades last year. She filled in wherever we wanted her to, yeah. 400 hurdles, anywhere, triple jump, high jump, wherever we put her. Well, look, this year she, she stepped right up She's a ninth grader. She's going, on a girls team that's really good, she's going to find a spot yep. that is going to that she's going to really make her own and part of the reason we haven't quite found it yet is because she can do multiple things yep you know like when you come out and you can only run the 100 or 200 or you can only run like 3k or whatever it yep. becomes pretty apparent what your role is yep. with her she can do so many multiple she can do so many different things that it's nice that you just we just keep bouncing her around and she's cool with it. it's and a little bit off, you know yeah. it's a little bit like it's a little bit like the concept of like audra where we just throw audra wherever yep i think that Alyssa Dent is going to mold very much into Agreed. that type. Maybe not the same events, but the same idea. And she has the attitude that you need to do that. She does. Right. And we say about Audra all the time that yep. it, if you had the same physical ability of Audra, you still have to have the attitude that that's going to be what you want to do. And Audra does. And I agree with that about Alyssa. On the track, and we had 3K, 32 people out there. Uh, very, very happy with Quinn's 3K after running a PR in the 4x8. Came back and ran season best time in the 3K. Nice. Got fifth. That was awesome. Brendan and Liam. Liam ran the same 3200 that Delaney ran 3K on Saturday in the sense that they both were super aggressive mm-hmm. in the first half of the race. And didn't necessarily result in the times that they probably wanted, but was very, very... It was very, very aggressive when we've been talking about doing that, so I'm fine with that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, on the girls' side. And then uh, Brendan ran a very, very good 3200, so he's really happy. Absolutely. Really happy with that. Um, We'll we'll jump to the throwers real quick. Uh, Throwers didn't have the best day, day. but you know what, though? Nobody did. At some point, you're not going to PR every single I think we were just talking about Chapasky. They've had. I think 46 PRs this year and 79 79 total. PRs total, yeah. PR, guys and girls. I mean, the throwers yeah. go out every meet in PR. And at some point, that's not going to be the case because you are just – you'll have the world record eventually if you do right, that. So right. 
Uh, that so that's you know that is uh, it not yeah it happens yeah for sure for sure so did we talk about did we talk about I don't remember did we talk about Dubs and Ethan no we didn't yeah. um, Ethan uh, Vaslik went out and did very well again he finished he placed I'm not sure exactly what it was in the high jump he did really well and uh, he just every every meet he starts to put together something else and eventually it's going to click even more than it already does and I'm telling you his his triple jump also just. It, he he looked so good. He has the fur, he jumped the furthest of any freshman that I've ever coached. He jumped thirty six feet six inches, and that's the furthest of any freshman. Uh, sorry, thirty six six point two five, and uh, he just looks strong, smooth, and athletic. And I can't wait to see. I mean, he's, we got three more years with Ethan Baslick. Yeah, it's going to be he's he's going to be put on the map. He really is. Now it was it it was nice because so this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to wrap up part one here. It was nice. It was there's two things that happened that were really nice. Obviously, we had our upperclassmen were phenomenal. You know, Piper won three of them. We didn't, we didn't come back and talk about the girls' sports. And I want to talk about those too. Quick, quick. <laughs> so, all right, we'll wrap this up real quickly because we do have other stuff we have, to get, we have to talk about. But we had those upperclassmen did great. Like Gianna won. I mean, you, can't, you couldn't have had a better day than Gianna and Piper nope. had, you nope. know, really. Um, we got second in the 44. But <clears throat> we had those types of days. Like, again, Audra Ackerson, great day. But then we had our younger people have good days, like yep. Ethan Vaslick and, and Alyssa Denton. Yep. And so it was, Z. it was, and Z, right, yeah. Z, yeah. of course, yeah. Z. Yeah. And it was just, it's a really nice combination to, really nice combination yeah. to have. So, all right, let's we quickly talk fast talk about, about Dubs really fast. Yeah, fast. So Dubs, Dubs did not have the best meet ever. Matter of fact, he was a little bit, um, we've never done this before. He just did triple for the first time in his career. And I think, to be honest, I think that was my fault. I think he didn't. I think he wasn't warmed up enough. I think for the class, maybe we got to put him in something else. But his last jump of the day, he jumped his PR. So can you can't. Some, you can't get much better. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Yeah. So he <laughs> moved up to tenth place all time in Shenango Forks in the triple jump. You know what's crazy? And we'll end it with this. I don't think it was necessarily the best uh, conditions for no, field. No, it started, started raining. It, it was, was not. Colder. It was not like 75 and sunny yep. out. So. Yep. Even more impressive that they did that. Yep. It's like you get to the classmere quals when it is going to probably be like that. Yeah, That's not necessarily best for it. it was it was a pretty good distance what distance runner day, but, but field, field, field events, events and sprints it was not. Agreed. So that's pretty impressive there. So talk about the four by four or no? Uh, we will. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So the four by four was a team of Gianna Lawrence, uh, Piper, Audra, and Grace. and uh, It's such a fun event. It's I so much fun. 44 at the I, end I'm of the meet. I'm biased me because that's what yeah. I ran on. Under the lights, office. everyone's there. Yeah. It's the last meet, so it's like a release for people. The like energy, done. Yeah, the energy awesome. at the track during a 4x4 four four is just, it's just different. I don't know what Agreed. it is. It's I agree different. 100%. I agree 100%. And we went out, and uh, we ran an unreal time. I don't know what it ranked overall uh, in terms of our all-time top team, but I think it was – Fourth, maybe uh, yeah. Fifth. You know, I think it was fourth and uh, right behind third. I mean, they right, just. I mean, I, I think one or two tenths behind third. They looked so fast doing mm-hmm. it, and it's fun. It was fun for us. I don't know how much fun it was for them, but <laughs> but it was fun. You know, I said to Gianna Lawrence afterwards, "Is like, what'd you think?" And she said, "Actually, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought." And I said, "Oh, look at that! Look yeah. at all the four by fours. Boy, we could have done a lot more. Yeah, yeah it's only your last meet almost years. as a senior yeah. year. Yeah, but that was that was fun to watch. The whole meet was great. It was just fun, and I can't wait for yeah. can't wait for a classmate. So we're gonna end part one there, and we'll do a we'll do a class preview, which we can go back to the 4x4 a little bit if you want there. So that is the end of our part one.